Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. We've got so much news to talk about and college football seasonal picks. We're watching college football right now. Well, I, got, I like uh, Nebraska plus eight and then the under there, the under 43. Uh, so far, it's three nothing in the second quarter, Minnesota. So we'll see. Uh, Danny. How we doing? Any Labor Day news or plans? Uh, we just always go to the in-laws over this weekend. We mm. do like a family reunion thing of sorts. I had a, it sucks this Florida-Utah game was the Thursday game because I would have been. I had, uh, as soon as Cam Rising news started to break, I took Florida plus seven. And then that line started to shift more towards Florida throughout the week. So that probably would have been one of my podcast picks if it wasn't currently happening as we record. Uh, the sharp, sharp money and stuff's on Utah tonight. Well, after the line moved or before the line moved? Before. If you remember, Cam Rising got knocked out of the Rose Bowl against Penn State and looked like it didn't. I mean, he came back out on the sideline and was like smiling having a good time so it didn't look like it was that serious turns out it was a actually an acl tear and then recently revealed he had surgery after it and was that's what's stupid with college is like you don't find this stuff out but uh well my hunch because he had my hunch is that he tore it earlier in the year and then just re-aggravated at that penn state game because he had already been having problems late in the season with that knee but definitely a huge uh huge loss for utah if they who knows when he uh, he might even you know miss half or most of the year. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and my uh, weekend plans going up to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina games in Charlotte should be pretty hectic, chaotic uh, scene up there. Be uh, reporting live on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. And of course, Penn State West Virginia is on at the same time. So the the. The, the for lack of a better term, the pickle that Lance and I were kind of in was the the bar, the Penn State bar in Charlotte is the one that neither of us like, and the drinks are overpriced. So it's like, of course. And then the West Virginia bar is the Steelers bar that we like to go to, and we kind of we've already been there, done that, and plan on going back there for another Steelers weekend. So I don't know. Every other TV in that city is probably going to only have the North Carolina, South Carolina game on. So might be might be a little bit of an adventure to find the game at a bar, but we'll figure it out. And I think that would get us right into NFL injury news. We're going to do the NFL injury news. Lots to go over. Then we're going to do college football seasonal picks. Then we'll do some week one college football picks, including a lock of the week. And we'll get you out of here. And then next week will be our NFL seasonal picks. We'll split it up here for you guys and probably less to talk about injury-wise. And uh, uh, social media research project update, I'm completely done. But just now we just got to record the thing. And it'll, it'll I think, be a completely separate episode. I, I did quite the deep dive, probably a half-hour discussion really on it. And so uh, we'll get you, we'll get you that at some point. So let's get right into it. Uh, Danny, 
I, I and you both said stay, stay the hell away from Jonathan Taylor in fantasy, uh, even as late as maybe the fifth round. And sure enough, here he is. Yeah, that's, that, that was going to be my opening question was uh, when when do you think it is currently appropriate to draft JT? There's oh. still some, there are lots of drafts going around. <clears throat> the the fit I just said I, the fifth at the earliest. Yeah, I I think I I agree. I think the longer that this drags out, the more likely it's going to be a Le'Veon type of thing where he might not play at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Yeah, but I think yeah, but I, I think like sixth, seventh round. I think def- I think fifth is probably when I, the earliest I would take him. But if he drops a little a little bit after that, I think it's well worth the risk of getting you know a potential you know top five running back guy who's going to miss hopefully just four weeks. But obviously, the the minimum he's going to miss at this point being on the pup. Is I just think in a brand new offense, new culture, rookie quarterback, even if he comes back for week five, how productive is he going to be in that system? Like we we don't know if he's studying and if he's like put it putting his brain power into learning this offense. We we act, we don't know if he's doing that or not. And I think that it's not going to look <clears throat> pretty if he comes back this year with the Colts and that team. The team you know how what they can say whatever they want to his face like encouraging but they have got to be salty at his ass for for bailing and he was going to be you know he puts that team on an, another level for sure so i don't i don't foresee this season going well in the draft i did last weekend um Jonathan Taylor went into the in the third round in a 12 man team 12 man league and someone traded their fifth and seventh pick for Jonathan Taylor and they put him on in their IR slot. So, I mean, I guess that's, it's whatever to trade two picks for a guy in your IR slot, but I still think that uh, I don't, I don't foresee him having a productive, even fifth round value. Yeah, it's tough. Definitely tough at this point, but who knows? Anthony Richardson said, uh, he thinks they can win a Super Bowl, so maybe maybe that entices JT to come back. Yes, every, yeah, every team is saying that in their meeting rooms right now. But pick uh, up, definitely pick up. Uh, we'll monitor Dion. monitor Kareem Hunt, yes, and then and then uh, Deion Jack. What's his name? Jackson. Yes, Jackson. Deion Jackson. Yeah, I got pick I up Stuart. Deion Jackson because he's probably available. Zach Moss still hurt, and keep keep tabs on Kareem Hunt signing news. And uh, by the way, in best ball news, uh, Kenny Pickett has rose 30 spots in ADP. So I've got my 30% locked in at uh, three rounds behind that. And then, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I got Kareem Hunt the other day, second to last pick of the the 18th round. Every keeper league I'm in, I drafted Kenny late in hopes that he pops off and I get him as a late round pick next year. I like that. I uh, so let's Ooh, go to Joe Burrow. Florida shanked a thirty-one yard kick. Oof. Um, Joe Burrow walk videoed walking across the street to practice, and it doesn't look like the street was closed either. It's just it's just open traffic, 
and no, there was like no crossing guard. Like, I don't know the, the bungles, but Joe Burrow's not actually going to, we, we kind of missed that one a bit, uh, thinking he's going to miss at least one, if not two weeks. Um, you know, he's back in full pads. So, you know, we'll see though, much like Cooper cup here, what's his chance of restraining that calf, you know, coming back or even week one, taking a nasty, cause that's the first time he's going to be tackled is week one, all these quarterbacks. So, you know, who, who's to say if that's going to hold up, uh, uh, 10 days from now, but yeah, what do you got? I, I concur. I'd, I'd say at this point, Obviously, just monitor his practice statuses. But even if he's not logging full practices, I still think just him practicing, he's going to be the best option. As long as he's feeling okay to play, then I think they'll play him. Also, a reporter out of the Browns hinted at uh, maybe the the Deshaun, his passing game looks a little slow. The passing game looks a little slow right now is a report I heard. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that too. I ended up uh, it's a two quarterback league. I took Deshaun as my second quarterback in both of them, and uh, and I got Amari Cooper in both of them. So I got the it's, I'm all in on the the Watson Cooper stack for for two fantasy leagues here. We'll see how it plays out. I still think that they're gonna with with Chubb they can really have some open looks, um, but we'll, we'll see. Anything tough, on the Browns? Tough to tell. I mean, I, I think he'll be fine. It's tough to, you know, base it off of preseason or practice or whatever until you actually kind of see him get out there. I don't know that it'll be the the 2019 no. Texans, Deshaun, but we'll see. I mean, I, I think <clears throat> I, I was going to say if he pops off early, maybe maybe trade high. But, no, if he, if he starts to do well, I think – I think that'll be a good sign for him. If he starts out slow, though, I would definitely be concerned and not rely on him for fantasy situations. But that's enough about the Browns. Let's move on to another orange team. Uh, Jerry Judy added to the active roster, not placed on IR, which is a good sign as far as drafting him. Doesn't mean he's going to be ready week one. It just means they think he's going to be back within that first four weeks time frame because if they knew he was going to be out longer they would have placed him on there and freed up a roster spot so all signs are pointing to them hoping for him to be back within the first month so i think you know you're kind of looking at him kind of like a kamara situation where maybe you're just going to miss a couple games shouldn't significantly hinder his draft stock but definitely still a mid-round guy yes i like jerry judy this year uh for Fantasy. I don't like Russell Wilson, though, but I do like Jerry Judy. With the hamstrings, though, like we've touched on the past couple times, is always a high high risk of re-injury there. Yes, much like Cooper Cup, another setback. He's said to be day-to-day, but that's all they have to say right now. Um, they don't want to say, yeah, he's going he's gonna to miss a week of practice because that could change game planning for – whoever they're playing on defense in, in a week. But, yeah, this isn't good for anybody who's spending a first-round pick on Cooper Cup. Uh, I've avoided the Rams like the plague with the um, Cardinals, which we'll get to. But uh, the only the only Ram I've been taking is Van Jefferson just because he's going so late and he's wide receiver too. So 
I don't like this. I don't think uh, the Rams are in for a good year and definitely not good when your best player is had two hamstring injuries in a month. I still think he's the cup just has too much value. I mean, obviously not the first it's gonna round. it's gonna knock him back below ADP, but like late first round, I would I would take him. I mean, he was popping off last year after Stafford went down. So even with Stafford back, a cup at 80, 90%, I think is still gonna be a you know, a top tier fantasy guy, but obviously he's gotta be on the field to do that for you. Yeah, I'm just planting my flag in the Rams and in this, but we'll go on to the team, which uh, just they should be investigated for tanking, cutting Colt McCoy, bringing in Joshua Dobbs, who, yes, knows the offensive coordinator from previous, but has you're bringing in a guy who has not been in your camp the entire time to run your offense. And then you literally don't even keep the guy, other guy around. And then Kyler Murray is not going to play this year. Uh, Lombardi was breaking it down. And uh, basically it's way cheaper for the Cardinals to not let Kyler play this year at all. Uh, solely for the fact that I think if he gets activated and then re-injured within this season, then they get, they have to guarantee him like way more money. So I I think that I think this is a clear sign and just a sneak preview next week. Cardinals Cardinals least amount of wins. Uh, I believe that was uh, I didn't I didn't put it in the spreadsheet. Their over under wins is the lowest ever. I didn't touch that though. I did I did I'm Cardinals to be I did Cardinals to be the last winless team in the league and that was like plus 325. And then Cardinals to be the uh, lowest winning team of the season. I took that at like plus 175. They opened with the Commanders, though, which is probably another. Oh, I think Sam Sam Howell is way better than Joshua Dobbs learning an offense. Oh, for sure. But the the Commanders. I'm not saying they're going to win, but. I really like that for a week one pick. McLaurin doesn't play, Chase Young doesn't play. True. Uh, man, Washington's bad. They are. Ron this Rivera is, is probably bad. The, probably the two worst teams in the league, maybe. Hey, yeah. Unless, unless Sam Howell is good or something, but who knows on that front? I but think yeah, it's Cardinals. A- Cardinals definitely tanking. It's in both their both them and Kyler's best interest to not play this year. You know, they're they're going to be terrible. It sucks for James Conner. Sucks for his yeah. fantasy value too. Well, they're going to run the ball. Then <laughs> let's get out of here healthy. We don't want to win any games either. So let's just run the clock down. Um, we'll move on to the Patriots. They yeah. they had a bunch of quarterback carousel. I'll, I'll let I know about it. I'll let Danny. Another cover team, it. yeah, cutting all their quarterbacks, which. Cutting Zappy was the craziest part. McSorley I was a little hurt about, but uh, Zappy was shocking. And then the fact that they couldn't find a trade for Zappy was shocking. Yeah, uh, they did. They, they did claim uh, Matt Corral off of waivers, which I understand from the Panthers standpoint. You just drafted a guy number one overall, so no sense keeping another, you know, young project guy. But kind of shocked that they couldn't find a trade for that either. 
But well, I they, think they that, picked Zappy back up on practice squad. On the practice squad, yeah. But like yeah. I mean, that means dude, no other team offered. Yeah, right. It's it's crazy. No one no one offered no one claimed him for their active roster. I'm sure a bunch of teams would have loved him on the practice squad, but yeah, kind of kind of wild. So who knows? I, I think uh, I think it's a good situation for Matt Corral. I think if someone I mean, it's a great organization to be built into a decent QB. So I think it probably worked out for Matt Corral. But, yeah, definitely a crazy situation. But apparently Patriots are now very confident in Mac Jones after last year. seemed like he was in a battle with Zappy all year. And we have to bid a farewell to Zach Gentry of the Steelers. Uh, he was a, a very cool cool player and had a pretty long tenure at, at with the Steelers. So very best much of luck so. to him. still has not been claimed as a recording. So I hope, there's a, I hope there's a shot that he ends up back on the practice squad and they can continue the grilling and chilling series with uh, Pat Fry and, and Gentry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a couple, a uh, couple other notes. I dropped jotted down just about uh, various roster decisions. Melvin Gordon cut by the Ravens. It's it's uh after he, he and he and Le'Veon had about the two most unsuccessful holdouts you could have. He's now on their practice squad. At least he's still in the league, so lasted a little longer than Le'Veon. But it's no wonder that running backs are not getting paid. Another yeah. running back that I was very surprised didn't get drafted to begin with, but then didn't make a team. Mo Ibrahim, very productive runner out of. Minnesota Golden Gopher. Uh, yeah, it's kind of shocked when he went undrafted. Another guy that I was shocked when undrafted, but I was confident about Mitchell Tinsley, Penn State wide receiver, just for one year, popped off at uh, Western Kentucky. I tweeted, I think on my personal account, about how it was crazy that he went undrafted. Made the active roster with Washington as an undrafted free agent. Happy for him. Uh, then another crazy one, James Robinson. The free fall of James Robinson, kind of freaking wild. It's just not a kind era for running backs. Kid came in, had a fantastic first two years as an undrafted guy, and then now yeah. he's just been cut by three teams prior to getting a decent contract. So I mean, I mean, there's no way he's like trash now. It's just weird to me, especially with I figured. He would be great to back up Saquon. There's just as much uh, help as he's, as you know, the, the health issues yeah. he's had. So, but G- Giants freaking, he played well in the preseason too. Doesn't make no sense. Yeah, that that is uh, questionable I, out there. I mean, the I, market the market is overflowing with young running back talent who costs a lot less. Than he's veterans. only he's only twenty five though. I mean. Well, I'm not and saying he, him. I'm saying more yeah. Melvin Gordon situation, but yeah. Oh, definitely Melvin Gordon, but it's it, – I was just pointing out, like, that's part of why freaking running back – like, him and Le'Veon freaking completely, entirely falling off after their holdouts was uh, is part yeah. of why the, why the running back market. The craziest thing, dude, that Hawkinson contract today, six, $68 million years or, or $68 million, $17.5 million a year or whatever it was. Is I I mean obviously dude's a great player I don't know how happy I'd be if I was a Vikings fan I mean that's 
that's like a Travis Kelsey contract. Like, yeah, he's not he's not that transcendent of a tight end guy. Good player, but he said his uh, ear infection was feeling a lot better today. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Can you? I mean, can you imagine telling someone 20 years ago? that in 2023 tight ends would be worth this much more than running back, like almost double. If you look at like the top tight end contract compared to the top running back contracts, it's literally like almost double. It's insane. So. Yeah. Well, they can block too. Well, running backs block too, but it's a entirely the line of scrimmage, but entirely different league. Yeah. Well, let's get into college football seasonal picks. We've got, we'll go by conference and then we'll finish with the Heisman, uh, which we kind of talked about last week's pod. So if you missed it, stick around. We'll, we got some college football picks for you as the season's already underway. And Danny, would you like to give out uh, any Big Ten picks? Is are we just doing like conference champions, or what are you? Yeah, what, any what, any sort of season long um, picks you have. I think. I mean, I think. I'm I'm on Michigan. FanDuel currently has OSU at plus one seventy five, Michigan plus one eighty. I mean, I'm too skeptical. I've, I've been hurt by Penn State too many times to ever wager on them. Although I do think it's good value, they have a great team this year. If I if I had to bet one of them, I'm taking Michigan strictly because they're at home this year against Ohio State, and I think they have the better team. And you're getting slightly more value. I don't know why Michigan's not the outright favorite. Yeah, bro, I got I I got Michigan I like plus one eighty. I I was looking at that too, and I was like, I'm just gonna stay away, and you know, whatever. I'll I'll bet them down the line. I'm sure once it gets closer, once it gets to crunch time, they're they're a late season team. I definitely would back. Um, so mine is you know I did take a a very minimum minimum unit on. Penn State to win Big Ten um, plus five fifty. So yeah, that like Danny said, that's just good value for a team that's supposed they do have on paper the talent if, to if, compete oh, they, with those two teams. So. They have no excuse not to compete, especially getting Michigan at home. And I mean, if, if all all indications are that Drew Aller is the you know is up to the billing, so we'll see. Very talented yeah. team. A little bit of a question mark at receiver. Lost a lot last year. Brought in uh, Cephas, transfer from uh, Kent State. Mitchell Tinsley as a group of five transfer. Worked out pretty good last year. So, there's for James Franklin this year. But if I pick them, I'm just going to entirely mush them. So. <laughs> uh, my other one was Ohio State under 10.5 wins. Yeah, that, I mean, that one can go either way. They can... Yeah, a lot of question mark. Anytime in the modern era, if you if quarterback is a question mark, anything can happen to your team, even the powerhouse kind of teams. Which, uh, you know, if you if you the the week zero Danny's poll dropped on Twitter today. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Go argue with me. Retweet but you, you, many of my arguments are just, uh, you know, if a team, if a team. Well, I was well many like. The teams that I rank high, teams that have like a proven quarterback, generally I'll, I'll rank higher than others, just because that's such an important thing nowadays. And if you have a, if you have a 
Sean Clifford, who just blows up sometimes, then you might go 11 and 11 over two seasons and give James Franklin a 10 year extension for no reason. Congrats to Sean, though. I am happy for him making the roster, making backing up Jordan Love. I I am happy for the guy. I'm glad I no longer have to deal with the ups and downs that were Sean Clifford, though. Very, very happy about that. Oh yeah, I'm fully I'm fully in his corner now. Everything I've said in the past stays in the past. And uh, it's all love from here. <laughs> uh so we'll we will get to Anything in the Big 12? I didn't take any Big 12 things. Texas, you know. I, I just I made a pick for each conference champion, uh, but Big 12. Texas heavy favorite. Uh, is there another one on paper every year? Yeah. I, I don't think it's worth it to bet it. I do think, uh, you know, some of the contenders, they get, they get K-State at home. TCU obviously lost a lot. I think kind of similar situation, a team that's just been a mess lately, had a terrible season last year, but obviously still loaded with talent. Oklahoma sitting there at plus 420, whereas Texas was even money. And that one, you know, I I, I think Oklahoma has just as fair of a chance to, to run the gauntlet as Texas. So I think Oklahoma's the move, the, the play at plus 420, whereas Texas, you're just not getting nearly the value. Betting Texas seems seems silly to me because yeah they've been I, a heavy they've been a, they've been so highly ranked every season and just it's been basically a decade since they've done anything relevant. Uh, West Virginia should probably finish last. Maybe <laughs> they were they were like plus three thousand or something. Yeah, they were they were not uh, not not favored by the books. Uh, I think they'll be scrappy this week though. Twenty and a half is a lot of points. I hate it. Um, so I'm staying away from that game, probably. <laughs> well, anything in the ACC? Um, you know, Clemson, new coordinator. Yeah. Um, just, just seems like it's, I, it's. I mean, Clemson, obviously, Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence. Those teams were different. Those quarterbacks were different. So this is not that same Clemson, but I still think Clemson's, you know, if anyone unseats them, it's going to be Florida State. But I still think Clemson's a heavy favorite over Florida State, and they were pretty much neck and neck in the books. So FanDuel had Clemson plus 150, which is I think is my pick. Uh, UNC, I might give an outside shot to just because of Drake May. But I think the team as a whole, I just don't think UNC – is gonna do it, but obviously UNC is a good a, a good play at a at a you know for a longer odd odds to throw a you know a little bit of coin on. I think UNC might have been like plus eleven hundred. Hang on, let me see this ACC. Well, well no, you UN, yeah UNC plus eleven hundred. So I think that is probably the best bang for your buck. But I would bet Clemson since you're getting plus money. Yeah. Uh, those are the two clear, clear picks there. SEC, all I have is uh, Alabama. Well, Georgia national title plus two twenty. I think you're not going to get better odds than that this season. So take them now, and uh, you know you're 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 betting on the probable there. I know it's a long shot, but it really is Georgia versus everyone else this year. So. My my other one is the Alabama SEC West 
champions plus 105. I mean, you're getting plus money on Alabama to just be better than LSU and a couple other squads. So uh, give me saving that plus money. Yeah, I'm definitely taking saving plus money. Georgia's minus 110. This is basically the same as like the Big 12 for me. Like I got Bama plus 300 to win the SEC. I think that's just too good of odds to pass up Mm -hmm. because I I think it's – I mean, them and Georgia is pretty much 50-50. I mean, Georgia's going to run the West. A lot of question marks, but they've always had question marks and just keep reloading. Um, So Georgia will be fine. I'm sure they'll get to the championship game. But Bama – is going to run the East. They get Tennessee at home, LSU at home. I mean, if you get Georgia and Bama in the SEC title game, it's basically a coin flip at that point. But you're getting minus odds for Georgia and then plus 300 for Bama. So I'm t- I'm hammering Bama. Well, and then, you know, our beloved Mac, Maction, we both love this uh, Toledo team this year. They're the most loaded roster in the Mac for sure. And that is why we both have them at Toledo to win the Mac West, just the West, minus 140. Uh, that's a hammer. Uh, it's Eastern Michigan and Northern Illinois are the next two teams up on the list. And, uh, you know, Toledo's head and shoulders above them. So minus 140, no brainer. And then I also got Toledo over eight and a half wins. Minus 125. They start the season at Illinois. They're plus 10 underdog there. But after that, they can still lose um, three more games. And I believe you get the bowl game in that. I'm not sure if it was regular season only. I think it was regular season only. So uh, basically them to run the MAC and they could still have three slip-ups because they should win their other two non-conference games. So yeah, are yeah, two slip ups. They can have two more slip ups uh, if they lose to Illinois here. So love that. Yeah, love Toledo. Read that they were the first MAC school to be receiving votes in the preseason AP poll. And the same thing. It's that quarterback situation. Electric, experienced quarterback, DeQuan Finn. Uh, if he stays healthy, this team's. Very dangerous in the MAC. I I can't believe that the odds are not much much heavier. That's where all the value lies. Is these mid mid conferences that yeah, the bookmakers don't pay you know have as much info on. I don't know that there's a MAC school that's gonna really compete with them. It is Maction, but yeah. Uh, so I think that's all the uh, well then obviously Heisman. But uh, do you have any other picks anywhere on the board? I do not, unless unless you want to make something specific, I'll give you a, a choice. But as far as Heisman, I touched on it last week. I got Drake May plus plus eighteen hundred. Well, give give me your final four. Let's do Heisman, and then and then we'll do okay. final fours. Um, so Heisman, I uh, Danny asked me to randomly pick one name off the chart and I pick Quinn Ewers and then after doing a little bit of of research I feel like 10 to 1 is great value if Texas does what they're supposed to do or predicted to do then um, you know if Quinn Ewers uh, maybe loses one game in the season here then yeah they could he he's right in line they have NFL talent up and down the roster there so 
he's got the pieces in place. They they do so. Ten to one on him. Who do you have? Drake May plus eighteen hundred. I also said last week I really liked the Cam Rising plus eight thousand, but obviously, who knows when he's gonna be back now. Oh man, Utah just ran a freaking double pass and had a touchdown and <laughs> overthrew it. Uh, Utah looking pretty good though, even without Cam Rising. So <clears throat> definitely don't bet on him for Heisman though. Who knows when he plays? But yeah, I think I mean Drake May just had a fantastic year last year and mostly got completely overlooked. Uh, I think North Carolina has a very favorable schedule. Like I said last week, if they if they beat South Carolina in the opener, which is actually a great matchup, uh, both of them should have pretty good seasons, then I think the schedule is very favorable for them to win 10-plus games. So, yeah, I like his chances. I think that's great odds. Well, I'll, I'll just rip off my final four, and that is yeah, Georgia, <clears throat> Alabama, uh, the two SECs, and then I'm going to say Michigan, who, and then the fourth one's tough. Uh, there's about three, there's four teams I'd like to put in there. And, you know, let's just ride with Texas. Let, if I'm going to say te- Quinn Uter's going to win the Heisman, then that means they're making the college football playoff. So, Texas. Uh, that is valid favorite. reasoning. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, <clears throat> this is tough. I, I don't want to be basic and just give Georgia, Bama, OSU, Michigan. Seems we are. I think, man, let me see here. Throw them in there. US, USC defense just did not look good. Obviously, it was a huge question mark last year, and then it exposed them against Utah you twice and then Dame against the name. That's, that's, what I'm, that's where I'm hitting. Notre Dame gets USC at home. I think Notre Dame's a great team this year. Uh, I think Sam Hartman's the truth. He's basically he's basically the this year's uh, Stetson Bennett, the thirty-seven year old super senior. I think that transfer is just going to be freaking. Huge. I mean, because Wake Forest has been trash forever, and and they were just so good the last two years with Hartman. And I think Notre Dame they get Ohio State and USC at home. Oh, they're at Clemson though. That is a tough schedule. I was going to say they can drop the Ohio State game and probably still get in with the USC win, but then they get got to play Clemson. I, I'll, I'll still say Notre Dame because I expect the Big Ten. I'm not going to say two Big Ten teams because OSU, Penn State, Michigan are all so good that at some point someone's going to slip up and beat the other one, and then obviously there's only going to be one conference champion. And there's no way they're not putting two SEC teams in. So I will say Georgia-Bama. I mean, Utah Utah without Cam Rising, I can't say. Uh, I don't trust the Big 12. Clemson's going to win the ACC, but I think they'll probably be, you know, an 11-2 and conference champ. So screw it. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Notre Dame beats Clemson and... I will say the winner of the no- – I'm going Notre Dame because I'm going to say they, they have a chance to – they have a good chance to win in Clemson. But I will say at towards the end of the year, that Notre Dame-Clemson game is going to be integral for college football playoff seeding. Yeah. Well, that took that was a scenic route to get there. <laughs> that was that's such a tough pick to make, man. I'm freaking like giddy over it, like just thinking about <laughs> – 
Like, dude, I'm freaking, dude. I'm. I, this is this is my advice. <laughs> I'm freaking. I, might, I just can't I might wait. It's here. Uh, <laughs> well, and then to finish the show, we've got week one picks for you. You know, we'll get we'll give three. One of them being a lock. We'll do all three. Um, I have two right now. So, Danny, why don't you go first? My the one I was giving out in contrast to everything I just said about Penn State, but I'm I'm taking I'm taking West Virginia to cover twenty and a half points. Seems like a lot. These these group of five season openers, not group of five, excuse me, power five season openers, kind of week one. Teams are unpredictable. You know, you don't if it was later in the season, I'd trust Penn State for a blowout, but I think this might be a little uh little bit of a Anxious game for us Penn State boys, at least for earlier on in the game. Tough, yeah, you, know, you don't you don't have you don't have film, you don't have like preseason games to go off of, nothing like would that. You, would you like to switch it? Would you like to change it to West Virginia first half plus ten? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I like that. Yeah, he's switching to plus ten and a half. West the Mountaineers first half. Mountaineers. Let's go, Penn State. And then you got two more picks. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh here. You 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 give yours. That's my that's my first one. Let me let me rally. Wow, Nebraska false start on the inch line to drive it in. I did like. Hang on. Well, no, I'm ready. I lied. Another one I like. Liberty minus nine and a half. Liberty getting a. You know they lose Hugh Freeze. <clears throat> but they bring in Jamie Chadwell. Uh, obviously had a very successful tenure with the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I think he is going to kind of keep it rolling there. I like them to kind of smash. I think the talent is there to smash BGSU. They're, they're too good for these Mac schools. I think they win by double digits. And then the third is I, I was torn on this. I said earlier that I was leaning Colorado to cover, but then so much hype just continually goes into Colorado that I think, you know, and, and all the money being on Colorado, I think TCU's the the sharper play, minus 20 and a half. Colorado just fresh, you know, so, so many new players that they haven't, like, they're not going to be in sync. TCU at least has a lot of confidence after last year, so I think they'll probably start off a little hot. All right. Those are my picks. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got Ohio State and Indiana over 59 and a half. And, uh, you know, points, whatever. Ohio State's probably going to put up 30. Indiana, we'll see if they can put up, or what, what am I saying? Ohio State, 45. Indiana, you know, 17. That would get me there. And, and then my second pick, I was kind of torn. I really do like the over in North Carolina, South Carolina, over 64 and a half. Just fuck it, full send, take the shootout. But that's a little bit scary, week one in prime time and, and, and all of that. But that sh- certainly does seem like an offensive heavy game. Both teams uh, improved offenses over the offseason from what I've heard. Uh, between that and Louisville, minus seven and a half, because I think Georgia Tech is is fucking booty, but they're on the road, so I'm going over sixty four and a half in the uh, 
the Duke's Mayo Classic. The, give me the over. Give me all the mayo. And then my lock of the week. We're going back to Hawaii. Plus three in Hawaii. in On the island. Uh, Godspeed to Maui. Uh, they got Oprah helping them out now. Oprah and... Uh, Oprah and the rock started a fundraiser. So I think, I think they're saved. I mean, the government's still going to take their land, but they're going to get money from Oprah and the rock. So Hawaii plus three against Stanford, uh, Stanford sucks. Their over under win total is two and a half games. So I don't think they should be favored in any game, uh, with that. So yeah, Hawaii plus three at home lock. Man, Hawaii getting a home game against Stanford is kind of crazy. Stanford, the free fall of Stanford over the past few years. Yeah, the tree, the tree has, <laughs> the tree has burned like the Hawaii trees. Oh well. On that note, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Enjoy college football. Have a weekend. Have a. Supposed to be nice weather, I think, in eastern half of the country. I'm supposed to close on my house tomorrow and then be gone all weekend. So that's epic. That's fun, entertaining. All right. Well, stay safe out there, America, and stay healthy.